Greetings. This is Ziggy, and you're listening to the Star Bright Project. Dr. Ben Song risked everything when he used the Quantum Leap Accelerator to travel back in time. Now our team's working to find out why. As he leaps between bodies with no memory of who he is, he still has one hope. That his next leap takes him back to the place and people he calls home. Hey, Leapers. Quantum Leap has returned to the air, and so is Michelle, Hayden, and myself, Aaron. Join us as we look at the exploits of Ben, Addison, and the rest of the Quantum Leap crew as they work to get Ben home and possibly discover what happened to Dr. Sam Beckett. Join us for the new series of Quantum Leap, only on the HeadCast Network. And welcome to the Starbright Project. As usual, I am one of your hosts, Aaron Brotherhead Moss. And joining me, as always, is my beautiful wife, Michelle. Hello, hello, hello. And also joining us from the land down under is, according to our daughter, our imaginary friend, Hayden McQueenie. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. And when this podcast reaches 88 minutes, you're going to see some serious shit. <laughs> <laughs> I always love a good Back to the Future, even a bad one. So, what the <laughs> any Back to the Future reference is great, and yeah. if it's no good, you just go back in time a few more minutes and prevent yourself from ever saying it. Just <laughs> any idea how many times I had to do that intro until I got a laugh? <laughs> oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> so this is episode. I'm still working on that. It's either six oh three or it's. Uh, Quantum Leap 2022 Season 1, Episode 3. I like the second. On my, uh, when I save my file, I'm saving it as 603. Occam's Razor, the simplest way is the best. Because it's simpler for me when I upload it to my, the site where I host it at, and mm-hmm. I can continue on. Since there isn't going to be no actual ep- Season 6 of the original Quantum Leap, to me, this is Season 6. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, this is entitled, Somebody Up There Likes Ben. This was directed by Marcus Stokes, written by Drew Lindo. The leap location was Las Vegas, Nevada, on October the 2nd, 1977, about a month and a half before you were born, honey. Original air date on this was October the 3rd of 2022. Michelle, would you like to read the synopsis? Sure. This is off of Wikipedia. And just for fair warning, I feel like this is very poorly written, but I'm going to go ahead and read it as is, and you guys can suffer through it with me. Uh, ben leaps into Danny Youngblood Hill, a prize fighter, in 1977, the day before his bout for the World Middleweight Championship. Addison informs him that Danny originally lost the fight because he was distracted, and they assume it's due to Danny's girlfriend, Angel, but in actuality is the girlfriend to Danny's opponent. They soon learn, however, that Danny's distraction is his trainer and older brother, Daryl. Vietnam veteran suffering from PTSD who committed suicide following Danny's loss. Ben makes Daryl promise to seek help, and then, with coaching from Daryl and Addison, he wins the fight. Addison informs Ben that his leaps are likely to continue for some time as Ian discovered that Ben's code is taking him on a path toward the mystery point in space-time and could take down dozens of leaps to get there. Ben tells Addison that he had a flash of memory when he was knocked down during the fight, but then leaps before he can say any more. However, in 2022, Addison is suffering from exhaustion due to her singular focus on Ben getting home. After she collapses in the imaging chamber, magic suggests that she slow down. Following Ben's leap, the team join Addison at her home to help her unwind and relax. While there, Magic receives a phone call from Beth, who informs him that Janice has contacted her and stole artifacts from the original project that Al had in his possession. One such item was Al's old hand link to Ziggy, which Janice is using to help her build her own imaging chamber, presumably to contact Ben. The end. Although some of that requires a little bit of future knowledge. There's no reason we have to be linear in a time travel show, though. True. And that doesn't really have anything you have to have 
previous or future knowledge of. Because we see yeah, building we, we It's an imaging chamber, though. You don't know what she's building. We don't get confirmation of that until it's later like on, episode seven. On jungle gems that kids play on. Well, see, being such a huge sphere, I actually thought it was another version of Ziggy. I thought she was trying to bring the old Ziggy back. Ah. We know that that's not true now, yeah. having having the benefit of hindsight, but that's what I thought. So, yeah, we should just point out that that synopsis also includes some knowledge that uh, See, we I don't get into episode chamber, 7. Yeah. Either imaging chamber or her own uh, leaping. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was an imaging chamber too. And then I'm just yeah. thinking, where the heck did her mom carry all this stuff? Because Well, she didn't take it all from Beth. The main thing she took from Beth was the... Uh, Hand link. Not main thing, but the most important thing was the hand link. I would have still yeah. <clears throat> For different reasons. Anyways, so that was... What do you think? <laughs> somebody up there likes Ben. So, again, this since this is a brand new series, this is our first time watching it for all of us. Can you explain the title? Like, how does that even tie in? Apparently... Reasons. Apparently, it's um, like a play on another boxing mm-hmm. movie that has a very similar title. Someone up there yeah. likes, can't remember what the name was. Yeah, I forget who it was. Yeah, there is another movie yeah. oh, a movie okay. out there called. And then also at the beginning of the episode, Ben makes a comment that somebody up there doesn't like me. Oh, okay. So it's kind of reversed on that, but it's a, yeah, it's a title of a, uh, again, I like Aiden, I forget the name of, but I know that it's a reference to an older movie. Okay. Then I'll, I'll so, let it slide. I'm seeing if I can find it, but I, yeah, I'm seeing if I can find it. I don't know if uh, I'm going to be able to find it. Never mind. It's not that important. <laughs> I've gotten through all this time in my life without ever seeing that original movie, so I think I can do without it. Somebody up there likes me, starring Paul Newman. Okay. Someone up there likes you, Aaron, but everyone here thinks you're a <laughs> What's well, because I am. I said the point. Yeah. Somebody up there likes me. A 1956 drama starring Paul Newman, based on the life of middleweight boxing legend Rocky Grzyno. So that, that's what it's about. I thought you were about to say Rocky Balboa. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a movie called Rocky. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, where, that's where the name came from. And then, like I say, Ben referenced it in the reverse earlier in the episode. We said somebody up there doesn't like me. Okay. Which I thought was a nice touch. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, so Michelle, let's get... First, ladies first. Let's get your first impressions on somebody. Did you just assume my gender? You're not supposed to do that yeah. in 2022. Have we met? I assume <laughs> guts for garters. What's that? You're wearing garters? <laughs> I have to say, I really would love to have Ian as like one of my best friends. I, I needed, I, I was thinking in that earlier. They are just. I don't know. There's just something about them that just, I, I like their personality. I, I like their heart. I like their clothing sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling you, they are gorgeous. I, they really are like beautiful, but in, in all, and I was actually thinking that when I was watching it, that I would love to have that person as a friend. Cause I like their personality a lot i just i i wish there was more of that character i, I want to know more about that character that's and what I maybe want. we'll find out more in the future i'm hoping i really that's am upside. but as far as the episode goes i would say we've we've gone up to what six already now even though we're recording three right now we've watched the first seven okay the first seven this is still my favorite episode very nice hands down um, it felt very quantum leapy to me. I like the backstory of the characters. I liked them because he helped save them. Something really amazing happened. You know, uh, Daryl, I think it was Daryl. The brother, yes. Daryl starts that PTSD. Along with the mini storage. Uh, <sighs> Sorry. There's a local mini storage called Daryl's mini storage. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I feel like because of the good that Ben did, out came a lot of positive things through Daryl, and well, I like, liked that a lot. Well, it's like at the end, Addison tells him, you know, you you know, you helped a lot of people, right? And she's like, no, we helped a lot of people. Yeah, and even like in Mirror Image, when the bartender says, you know, the people that you help help others, and those help others. So even just making a small positive change, you know, 
has a big ripple effect um, throughout all the people's lives and times. Because sometimes I feel like watching these, you see, a, I, I know that there's some effect, but I liked the bigger picture that they did in this one. I liked that a lot. And I thought the acting was phenomenal. I want to say that right oh, off the Oh, yeah. Back. Yeah. The crazed look in, in the actor's eyes who, yeah. who played Daryl. I mean, he was very convincing, almost to a scary point. And that was the point of it was, you know. <laughs> but there was a lot about this episode that I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the connections of the old with the new. I did find a, a fault in this in this show, though. Um, What's that? No such thing. And Daryl and Ben were walking outside in the rain puddles. You could see Addison's shadow or her reflection uh, in the water. The reflection's definitely an issue. I don't know if the shadow is that much of an issue, though, because it was, it was a reflection. That's what I meant, not shadow. Yeah. Yeah, there actually some people on the Facebook groups have been saying they've been seeing mistakes from shadows, and I say to them, no, it's not a mistake. She's there. She's not just projected into Ben's head. She's actually in the past. It's just you have to be tuned into her, and so you know something that's there will still block out light. But yeah, you could see her reflection in the water. Yeah, and that's definitely like, a mistake. And I was like, Aaron, did you? There's what? Do you see her? What? What? Yeah, he's like, oh, good eye. I meant uh, Matt, Matt's listening. He's going to put it into Beyond the Mirror Image. And I was just looking real quick. And the actor that played Daryl is uh, John Chafin. MVP of the episode, I reckon. Absolutely. And I don't even, and I, I'm still a fan that, and we'll see. I can't remember if it continues on, but I like the fact that, like, it seems like the leaps that he's doing kind of corresponds with Sam's leap in a way. I love that. I love that, you know, Sam was a boxer. He was a boxer. Uh, the next one, he le- leaps into a woman. The next one's a woman, you know. It, yeah. that, and not only that, too, a female bounty hunter. And uh, there is an episode of the original series where he helps out a female bounty hunter. Oh, that's that, might, cool. that could be one that we add to our Michelle's picks when we start to get to them. Well, and related, he, there's also an episode where he leaps into a bounty hunter. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and okay. then I liked when he was working with Addison with the whole boxing thing. And then she mentioned something about shadow boxing. And I was like, oh, wait, but Al was a shadow boxer, <laughs> you know, because he was I was like, oh, I caught that, too. So I, I like those nuances and those nods, too. Yeah. And I'm going to say it again. I feel like the casting for Al's daughter was spot on. Yes. I really like her. I don't like her character right now. But <laughs> so what about you, Hayden? Yeah, I'm actually with you. Uh, I've seen the first eight episodes of uh, the season so far, all of them before the break. And, yeah, this one is my favorite of the eight. Uh, it does feel the most like Quantum Leap. Like you said, it connected well to the original series, but also the a big issue that a lot of people have been having with the series as a whole is feeling a bit disconnected between the leap and the project. This one hit a really good balance between the two, but it also helped too that the themes seem to be you know crossing over between the two as well. Things like taking care of yourself, not getting letting yourself get worn out, you know taking the time to focus on your mental health. So the fact that there was that good overlap between the two really helped the flow of the episode. And great overarching theme of PTSD, obviously not not great to watch, but <laughs> great but great to it talk about. I'm glad that, Yeah. I'm glad that it does generate some discussion about that issue and, you know, the fact that, you know, it's not weak to speak if you do feel like things are too tough, then let someone know and make sure that they can help you get the help that you need. I find it not I find not ironic. I don't even know what the right word is. But today um, in our town, it was the Veterans Day Parade. So it kind of looked like today. Yeah, it was, it was just kind of different. It gave me a different feel watching it tonight 
than it did the first time, only because all those veterans were in my mind. Like seeing all of there's so many out there today and Veterans Day for the States is this coming weekend. And so it it was just kinda it was a neat one to watch during Veterans Weekend or Veterans Day. Veterans Week. Veterans Week. There we go. That's good. And seeing all of the the VAs, the veterans out and every I made I always make it a point, especially in front of my kids, and I've done this since I could remember. But however, I am a very emotional person. If I would never have guessed. Yeah. If I see someone in a uniform, I make it a point to say thank you. I've always done that, and I always get emotional when I do it. And so Alexis will be like, Mom, why are you crying? Like, I can't get it out. I just... (laughs) It doesn't matter. I like even now I just get so emotional over it because they do things that I could never do. They have seen things I never want to see and they've done things I never want to have to do. So I am highly grateful, highly blessed and very thankful for everything that they've ever done for our country and for, you know, just it's amazing. So this kind of hit home, especially with the PTSD and stuff, because um, my late husband's father was in Vietnam and, uh, I always was like, well, have you ever heard stories? Like, no, he doesn't talk about it. No, he like nothing. No, you, and you don't ask, you don't ask and you don't, you, you just know he was in there and that's it. And all the people in Afghanistan and all of that too. It just, there's a lot that these people have been through. And so, I thought this was a neat one to bring that to the forefront. And I wish it would have had some kind of phone number at the end of it, like for, for people. I think that would have been a nice little touch. But uh, yeah, especially Vietnam veterans as well. They've had it especially tough because of all yes. the abuse that they received when they got home, essentially. Yeah, they were going to have to fight yeah. and for another country and then they come home and Called have to fight killers. at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I mean, yes, you could refuse, but ultimately, they were following orders, and you know they shouldn't be held to. How should I say this? <laughs> you you can be held responsible, but <clears throat> hold the ones that are higher up giving the orders the most responsible. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's easy to judge someone when you're not That's there in it. their shoes. That's exactly it. Yeah. They should have been cut a break. Oh yeah, no, either we were killing all these innocent people over there. Well, yeah, well, all those innocent. Innocent people that were trying to kill them too, though, you know. So kill or be killed. Yeah. So that's exactly it. You know, there's stuff that we'll talk about when we see episode four as well. But when you think about the Vietnam War and the fact that, you know, Sam leapt over there, it does make you wonder what is GTF Dubs's plan if the force ultimately wants Sam to kill a bunch of people on the winning side, but ultimately have no effect on the actual war. I wonder if anyone ever thought of that. Why it does kind of seem a bit trivial. It does seem more like a very selfish sort of leap, and I suppose a good sign right at the very beginning of Sam actually being in control of his leaping. Yeah, I'm really surprised that we didn't hear more on from Magic on this episode. Yes, I thought the same thing actually, especially you know when you've got a Vietnam veteran on your crew. Yeah. probably want to get their input. You know, how do we help your comrade, essentially? And, uh, I mean, Addison fit the role pretty well as well because she's yeah. also a veteran from Afghanistan. But, you know, Magic's the one who knows exactly what they've been through. So It would have been a nice touch, I think, maybe. It maybe Magic had knew Daryl from yeah. Vietnam. Maybe they crossed paths or they were on the same squad yeah. or whatever. For or if they Al even, or Tom. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. To me, that would have just ruined it because I feel like it's reaching. I think it would have fit nicely. This is really the one though where they were trying to link together as much as possible with yeah. the original series. So just having that little bit of a kiss with the past, I think would have it would have fit nicely. It didn't hurt that it wasn't there, but it would have fit nicely. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't bother me they didn't do that, but I, I think yeah. personally, I would have liked it more if. Yeah. Maybe, like you say, when we're getting more on magic from, we should have got some more from magic on the Vietnam War and PTSD and all yeah. that, how to help 
Daryl yeah. and maybe says, you know, I, I think I remember Daryl Hill when I was, you know, serving. Yeah, well, the guy at my platoon. Hmm. And it does make you wonder, too, it felt a little out of place. I'm, I'm talking a little bit about episode four, but with Magic's soliloquy, you know, where he talks about remembering mm-hmm. the fact that he'd been leapt into and the fact that he'd done the research and knows exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. That, I think, really should have been a part of this episode. I don't know how they could have fit it in with everything else, but yeah. thematically, I think it probably should have been in this episode it rather than the next one. Yeah, could have been. It may be purely for me to do a two-parter right now, though. But and yeah, I I agree with you that yeah, it would have been nice to have it all in this episode because it would have tied in a little nicer, I think. But do that, we would have to lose something somewhere. Yeah. Well, also let's not forget it's a serialized show now too at the project. It doesn't have to all be in the same episode, right? Obviously, it would be would have been nice to do so. But I think if that's all that we're really nitpicking kind of the placement of some <laughs> soliloquies in other episodes, then, you know, I think that it shows how good this episode was, the fact that we can't find much to actually nitpick. Yeah, no, I agree with both this of one. This was a great yeah. episode. It was well-written. I thought all the actors and actresses did a great job in their respective roles. Uh, I, I do like, yeah, the, the the touch on the PTSD, even though that's not the main part of the episode, but it was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the main part was the episode was that Danny needed to win the fights, and to do that, Ben had to help his brother Daryl get over his PTSD. So yeah, I just I liked it. it was a nice touch where I, I don't I don't think they hit you over the head with it, but they hit it hard enough to bring it home. Yeah. If that makes sense, but I think so. So my thing is, you you also learn on this episode that. Janice's mother was against Janice being part of the project in any which way, shape, or form. And that Janice holds a big grudge from her mother. It makes me wonder how much the mom knows because she had all this stuff from... Knows about what? About the project because she had all of that stuff saved up from... Well, I'm assuming she knows quite a bit because... Uh, Al was essentially the head of the project while Sam right. was away, which was yeah. forever. Again, while it's not officially part of canon, there was that that unaired scene that we saw where Al was talking to Beth about the project and about Sam being gone, which from there we can kind of conclude and expand upon, expand upon that I don't think they had a lot of secrets. Yeah. I think Al was very frank with her about what was going on at the project, and he probably told her more than he probably should have. Well, the thing is, too, let's not forget that Beth was a nurse. Chances are she probably had some sort of a role at the project. Possibly. I mean, when when her husband works there and is so high up and she's got to be spending most of her time there, it would make perfect sense if she had some sort of a role. Right. But it does make me think, too, some people were wondering – why was Beth so against Janice actually working on the project? And some people were saying, well, maybe it's because Janice is unstable and she can't be trusted and things like that. But I actually think it's uh, another reason. I think it's more the fact that, you know, Beth actually saw the aftermath of losing Sam and the fact that Al spent the last 30 years of his life essentially trying to find his friend and bring him back and to no avail and, saw uh, some sort of an obsession and didn't want... I figured, too. Yeah, and didn't want Janice to fall down the same rabbit hole, essentially. What I thought would have been nice might have been for that particular scene with Beth and Al to actually appear as a bit of a flashback when Beth and Janice are talking, you know, the start of this obsessive um, want of Al to bring Sam back. It would have been a nice way to see Dean Stockwell one last time as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it seems to me that, you know, she, she's thinking more about Janice's well-being, the fact that, you know, she does, Beth doesn't believe that the project will work in such a way so that they can bring a leaper back and that they don't want – she doesn't want people to be obsessing over it and to, you know, waste thought, their life doing it. I thought that was said. I don't remember maybe – I misremember a different episode or maybe I'm reading too much into something. I thought it was said something along the lines of that Janice was was she was afraid Janice was going to take it too far and obsess over it like her dad did. 
I think it was more subtext. She did yeah. say something along those lines, but it wasn't as explicit as okay. I think we as maybe I think we articulated. Yeah, yeah. read too much yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's in the subtext, but I think it does need to be stated. I yeah. also it also makes me wonder with everything that Janice's mom had, um, like the hand link and all of that. If she didn't want her daughter and it and she's pretty young. I'm not pretty young, but she's young ish. Who's that, Janice or Beth? Janice. Okay. So for Beth not to not want Janice to be part of the project, Janice had to have wanted to be part of the project at a very young age. I feel like that's I probably what she had in mind when she went to school. Right. Like I think she was as driven as her father was to begin with. And that's why mom, you know, kept sabotaging it because she knew that Janice would be as driven as Al was and to pick up Al's life's work, right. you know, because she, I'm sure she was probably like daddy's girl at that point. That's right. what I'm assuming. Yeah. But what kind of gets me is she if if that's the case, then maybe she shouldn't have told her daughter all the stuff that she has of Al. Or if that's not the case, maybe Al told her. You oh, know, so maybe she didn't tell her because yeah. again, as you said, she probably was a daddy's girl, and I'm sure Al was very open. open with her. Yeah, with her and said, you know, so she probably knew it from what her dad had. Because I don't think Al's been gone that long in TV. Yeah. It's it said in that episode, I think, that he died a year earlier. That's what I or thought. It, it was like, or it might have been sometime in the previous two episodes, but I know it had been said he died. Yeah, I was thinking the first year. episode they said it was like a year, yeah. year or so ago, yeah. I think. And so, I mean, Al's been around her for, you know, for, thir- I think she's in her mid-30s, the actress. I remember I looked up earlier, but I'm, I'm sure she's had her dad around for 30 years. Yes, yeah. well, even... In by the time you know 2000 rolled around, which is when about the time that they lost Sam, the four daughters were all pretty much grown. So, yeah, she's probably even older than that. She's probably pushing her 40s. Yeah, I think the actress was like her late 30s, early. I'm I'm talking more the character though, right? But I mean, but yes, I mean, but yeah, the actress being that old, I can imagine because when I first saw her, I thought she was younger than she actually is. Because again, I'm terrible at judging ages. She was born in 86. Well, speaking of judging ages, <laughs> the fact that Beth looks 60 when she's supposed to be in her 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she aged really well. Yes. Either that or Al was a cradle snatcher, one of the two. <laughs> a little calm. Well, you figure she, Beth was in 1970. She was. She looked to be very early 20s. Yeah, as I say, probably her early 20s. So yeah. I think she so, had good genes and aged well. Yeah. I'm not knocking it. I'm glad that they brought Susan Dial back to oh, to reprise the role because they um, they made her audition for it. They um, they weren't sure if they could actually have her because of the reason that she does look too young. So, but I'm glad that they did. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, my mask. Yeah, she was born. Uh, Georgina was born in '86. Oh, she's my age. So, wow, she's old. <laughs> if I'm old, what does that make you? Ancient. <laughs> I'm ancient. So do not do not disrespect your elders. <laughs> and just again, because I'm a, I'm a sucker for these things. Susan Dial was born in 1962. Yeah, so she's 60. Yeah, it's hard to believe the 60s is 60 years ago, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Especially when I was born in the late 60s. So <laughs> <laughs> very late 60s, but yeah. But anyway, you old fart. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. No, so I, I thought Janice was actually younger than she actually is. At least the actress. Yeah. And yeah, because when I first saw her, I'm like, she's too young to be Al's daughter. Yeah. I actually have another theory if we want to go quantum deep. said this in a previous episode or not but i actually have a theory that anything that any time a timeline has been affected by sam or ben 
I think it affects the ageing of the people around them because uh, okay. of this idea of time dilation and the fact that, you know, the quantum leaping itself seems to be caused by some sort of speeding because they talk about uh, there being an accelerator and right. the fact that, you know, it's uh, as you go faster, time slows down. So my theory actually is that, uh, that the leaping process might affect the people around them as well, especially if it's someone that they've leapt into and might actually slow down ageing. And that could explain why Beth, who wouldn't have been in the project in the original uh, history, why um, Janice, who didn't exist originally because of the altered timeline, you know, why all these people seem to be younger than they should be. Magic too, he's in his late 70s and he should be, and he looks like he's in his 60s. It's just something that I've tried to tinker around with. I don't know if there's anything behind that, but I think it would be an interesting thing they could do somewhere along the line if uh, maybe they'd worked the wrong way with someone and they started aging too rapidly instead. Yeah, that might be something worth looking at somewhere down the track. Deborah, write the script. Interesting. I don't know. That'd be, hmm. I'm just thinking about that now. That'd be an interesting subplot or, you know, yeah. development or whatever. Yeah, that'd be good. Hmm. But, uh, and so back to the project. So how do you think they spent as far as like project time and pastime? Because that, that could be a tricky balance the way they're doing it. Yeah. It does seem to be that the time that's passing at the project seems to be the same amount of time passing in Ben's experience because, you know, Addison had to be away in that amount of time to heal. And we also now know that uh, that what Addison is actually doing in the imaging chamber is what's being projected. She's not just sitting down and projecting her thoughts as to what she wants right. Ben to see. She's actually doing it because she was overexerting herself and causing herself to get exhausted and faint. Well, if you notice, she's got sweat all over her when they're practicing the boxing stuff. Yeah. Like, she's all hot and sweaty. Yeah. So, sorry, Albie, we debunked your theory. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it does seem to be that time passes at the same rate in the two time, like the two time periods. Right. I don't know if it takes time between leaps. It, it probably does because it takes them a little while to find Ben. But, uh, yeah, I don't. It does seem to be that the actual time goes at the same rate, though, while Ben's in with the past. Said, with that being said, it was a nice touch, but it kind of bothered me that the whole team went to go and watch a TV show together while Ben leapt. And I guess maybe, maybe that was when Ben was sleeping during that time frame. Like it, I understood the reason behind it, and it was a nice touch, but. It felt really uneasy for me. They probably have like a night version of the staff that's there keeping everything running, you know, while the main staff aren't there. I, I don't think that they've left it unmanned. It's just. No, we've seen a lot of other staff. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it I was, here, it's not the main people. And it's probably that they went to visit her right after Ben left. So, kind of back like in the original Quantum Leap. Like they mentioned in the first episode, he was he was like a week when he left where he arrived in the boxer or the the baseball player Fox. Yeah. So there may be some time in like we hated we just say there may be some time in between that there's downtime where they're waiting on him to arrive somewhere. Yeah, I do feel for Addison and Al the fact that they do have to be on call twenty four seven and yeah. uh, you know they pretty much do have to be there when the leaper needs them. There's no other way around it especially if they're the only one that can communicate with the Leaper. So it does seem like a pretty bad design flaw, actually, having only one person who can communicate with the Leaper because, you know, they, and I feel like it's, they have to sleep. Yeah. I feel like it's even worse for Addison because you've got the relationship in there. So yeah. she's like, I have to be there. You know, I have to be there. And I feel like that, you know, that would be hard. Yeah. So they may be a little easier on Addison, not about that regard, but because it seems that there is no body, no no host for her to have to talk to in this one. What? Originally, Al would have to talk with Sam, and then he would also go back to the... It's the waiting room. Waiting room, thank you, and talk to the host that, that leapt in. Oh. They don't well, have I thought it was the other way around, actually. I thought that he'd have to go to the waiting room first. Because that's how we find out where Sam was. So. What I'm saying, though, is like, 
Um, no, I see what you're saying. It makes sense. Even though there's one less task that Addison has to do, it still seems like it's far too much work for one person, though. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm I know. What I'm saying is, like, she saw that guy's girlfriend come in and kiss her, you know, kiss on him and stuff. And even though she trusts Ben and everything like that, you still would want to be around. So right. she's kind of like, I know I have to be yeah. here. That's what I'm. Oh, thinking. I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like. I was looking at it a different way until you said that. I was looking at it easier on her because, yeah, she doesn't have to go to the waiting room and talk to somebody, even though it makes things easier on them. She doesn't have a responsibility. But yeah. mentally, then when you made your comment, it made me think, well, yeah, it actually, well, it's easier as far as less things to do. Yeah, emotionally, it's harder on her because, yeah, yeah. she's got more because Sam she's and more Al, yeah, Sam and Al are friends, but. Addison and Ben are more than just friends, right. you would hope. And uh, and at this point, she's still trying to keep that a secret from him. So, so yes. And so, yeah, seeing her, him kissing on another gal. And uh, again, I, <laughs> as uh, that gal came in and was kissing on Ben, I and Addison was like watching and like, um, and she made whatever comment she made. I was just imagining what Al would be saying. <laughs> Get in there, Sam. <laughs> Ooh, hey, look at that one. That's a nice... <laughs> she can knock me out anytime. <laughs> uh, at least there weren't any nuns in this episode. Yeah. That would have been too similar to the previous yeah. one. <laughs> no, I do like that they, they are... And we talked about this, I think, previously. Maybe it was last episode. That a lot of these episodes are very similar to Sam's Leaps. But they're different enough... Not to be, oh, it's more nuns, more, you know, it's the exact same leap, but it's yeah. similar enough to remind you of the original Quantum Leap, but there's enough differences to make you realize that this is a whole new ballgame. Yeah. And I do have to say, I, I do like the fact that Addison was whacking the hand link this episode. <laughs> Wait, was that this episode? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a lighter one. No, it was this one here. Yeah, she was sitting there and because uh, they were, Ziggy was running slow and she's, Hitting the side of the hand link, and it didn't squeal like Ziggy, like uh, the old hand link did, but it did make a no, noise. <laughs> but yeah, she did have to smack it a couple of times. It was running sly, made me made me giggle inside and smile. Yeah, no, that was nice to see. And I'm still hoping again, you again, quantum leap, so we don't have to go linear. I do hope that they mention the her sisters at some. Uh, sorry, let me go back a second. I With do Janice's hope Janice's sisters. sisters at some point. Because to me, it's kind of, uh, I'm wondering if they've written them out or something, because... You keep saying that, but I just feel like they're just not significant enough to bring them up in but the it's, way you want. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I, I, yeah. uh, they, they don't really have any significance to the actual project anymore. I mean, and you could just paint a picture of them on the wall. and I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that. But just, I don't know, just the fact that they haven't actually mentioned anything about any sisters... And then the fact that in another episode or two, oh, it's the, the episode episode five, the the old west one, mm-hmm. or maybe it was episode six after that. Which again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Which is the quick one, yeah. Which we'll talk more about that in a couple episodes. But they, they the project makes it sound like they've never heard of other leapers, which just seems like after Sam and Al experiencing them a couple of times, there would be something in the database somewhere. Especially because Magic knows all about his own leaps. The record, ex- the records exist, yes. so they have to be there, and it should be in Ziggy, and there should mm-hmm. be a record of them. So, You're right. I don't, I don't understand why they're so surprised that there are other leapers. Don't forget to um, mention the slingy thingy. Yes, but so we'll talk about that here in a couple in future episodes. But that's that's one thing I, I'm wondering. And again, it's it's quantum leap. Sam's for the last what thirty years. Sam's been leaping around fixing time. Maybe he's Change something so Sam uh, Alan has one daughter now. Maybe mm-hmm. he did something so the the evil leapers doesn't exist. Maybe there's a reason yeah. for it. But oh, so I was wondering why you brought up the evil leapers talking of, <laughs> when talking about the sisters. So so you're saying you're wondering if if they were written out on particular things from the past. If no, I wouldn't say so because we have seen a lot already linked to the previous yeah. series. But you don't need to see everything. But there's something so, that we'll wait, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah. Yeah, as Michelle was mentioning, I do like that they're talking about they brought up the uh, whole uh, slingshot. Yes. I did like when they were talking about he's got to go through so many leaps. Well, how many? 
maybe at least, at least 10. Maybe 10, probably more like 20. <laughs> Depends whether we get renewed. Maybe 10, because we know we've got like eight episodes down already. And yeah. if we get picked up for another for a full season, you know, that will give us 20 episodes. So... I did like that reference. To, like, well, you know, it depends on if we get picked up or not. Yeah, that was great. And okay. I do, I do like this idea of using the gravitation of the the planets and the sun to try and slingshot through time because they've established, you know, there is something to do with speed in time right. travel and the fact that they have to use an accelerator. So I guess it would make perfect sense that you'd want to use gravity, which is the strongest force that's available, to help you to slingshot through time. And my theory is that he has to try and go back quite a lot, like you have to pull back the slingshot so that you can be flung way, way forward. I actually think he's trying to go forward in time. I think he's trying to get into the future. We'll talk about that more in future episodes. but And also, let's not forget that this episode we learned that he went before his yes. actual birthday yes which is something that sam could not do Incredible. under normal circumstances under yeah. normal circumstances yeah. sam so we, couldn't do it yeah so well was it in this episode where they had that awesome line by ian everything's impossible until someone proves it's not yes or was mm-hmm. that, an epi- is that another episode i can't remember well, it was this episode yeah it was this yeah. One. Yeah, that was a good quote. Yeah, because Ian is awesome. It goes Al, and then I'm listing your favorites. All right, so Al's at the top. Yes, Al, and then Ian. Yeah, and then Sam. In that regard, and then the rest just can go pound sand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, harsh. No, I'm just saying, like magic up there too. Magic and Ben and no, no. No, I I want a show of Al, Sam, and Ian. That's what I want right there. I know it'll never happen, but that's what I want. How do I disconnect her again? Oh. <laughs> well, I've heard stupider suggestions from people on the internet, so don't worry. Hey, you just so, called me stupid. I said I've heard stupider. You said Which I, means that hers my, are stupid. Yes, you were saying no, my idea was no, no. That's not anything, anything less smart than what you said is just stupider. It's not a binary system. It's a continuum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that is they're not awesome characters. They're just not like they don't pique my interest as much. So mm. that's why. Well, I'm, I'm getting sick of people trying to connect Ben to be a relative of Sam's. The best theory that they're coming up with is that Sam knocked up the psychic. And I'm like, no, they're not even the same. They're not even the same um, nationality. Just yeah. stop it. Don't, just stop trying to connect them. They don't have to be connected that way. <laughs> we haven't seen it yet, but we are going to see Ben's mother. Yes. Yes, we and, are. And she's not. Yeah. Have you seen the episode with the psychic at Michelle? No, she has not seen that one yet. Okay, we'll add, we'll add that to your list too. Let's, let's put a pin in that one. I I don't even want to go there. We're gonna put a pin I'm, right there. It's actually a really good one. It's I one of my favorites. I'm bitter because I like. Did you bite him, did you bite him too? I'm angry and bitter because I like this show, but it's taking away from all the other stuff that I could be doing and watching and talking about. Because we have to stop and talk about this, which isn't a bad thing. But at the same time, I, I guess I just need to have two of me so I could do the same thing at the same time and watch two different types of shows. Well, see, time. it's not really two of you. We need two of me. No. That's the one thing that's slowing us down is I don't have time to edit everything. I well, do. because you keep adding more freaking podcasts to your list. I haven't like, added a new podcast since our show. Yeah, huh? Well, yeah, actually. Yes, oh, married couple, you say? <laughs> actually, no, I did add. Two. No, no, I have not added a new podcast. No, you decided to edit some stuff. I just added yes. extra episodes to my other podcast. But that's a straight And the, D, the, the, the role-playing one. That's what I'm talking about. It's part so, of my G.I. Joe podcast, which uh, I've had. So I, I call shenanigans. <laughs> taking taking away from my viewing pleasure to <laughs> do what you want to do. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Michelle, you are, an, you are an angry owl addict. When you don't get your fix. I know. <laughs> it, it's been a while. <laughs> oh, but. Uh, 
So I think um, I think we better watch some classic Quantum Leap alongside this. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking the other day, I was like, you know how screw it. I'm just going to watch them. I don't even care if I podcast about them anymore because <laughs> I just want to watch them. Forget it. Where, where, where did we go to in the, in the original series? Where did we where actually go to? Um, another, I think the last one we did was another Mother episode wise. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because so. I was talking about how bad the, the football episode was. I really don't want to get to that one either anyway, so <laughs> that was a good place for us to head off on our tangents. You don't ever want to watch anymore. I don't know why, but I agree with you. I, I don't have – not that it was a bad episode. Yeah, we just, yeah it was. No, we <laughs> I don't think it was a bad episode per se. It just <sighs> – it's gonna make me mad. Like it just wasn't my. Episode. It wasn't a great episode. It wasn't. It's gonna make me. It mad. was down there with the pig farmer. Like the episode from Voyagers did that had Babe Ruth in it, <laughs> and I hated that episode <laughs> so bad. I tore it up and back. But maybe back. you'll like it. You never know. No, it's football. I don't like football. But it's high school football. Even worse. It's not even football. They don't use their feet. <laughs> Maybe you're eight because you're watching a lot of football now with our being a No, I don't watch the football. Well, neither do I. I try to, but between the stand and all the faculty standing there. I just figured something out. This is the reason why they put Quantum Leap on Monday nights, because they know that nobody here likes football. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, moving on to Quantum Leap. Uh, Michelle, do you have any other thoughts about this episode of Quantum Leap? Um, Well, something that was cool, if you're – one minute to think. Something that was really cool was the fact that they were replaying stuff that actually happened in the past and were trying to copy it. I don't know if it's because it had been recorded, like on the TV, and they'd been able to replicate it. They had to somehow be able to render it in 3D, which I thought I was also really cool. It was recorded somehow, yeah. since they were able to, yeah, since it wasn't just stick figures, it was actually the characters, or the the. Yeah. Well, it does wonder, is there some way that they can, um, is there some way that the Quantum Leap Project can actually observe stuff that's happening in the past without a Leaper being there or or before a Leaper gets there? I don't think so. Otherwise, they would have a lot of these answers you're looking for already, I think. We also find out that Ben has a photographic memory. We find that out this episode and that they used it to their advantage. And I did notice, and I don't know if you noticed this, that when Addison passes out, I was wondering why the people in the background for the projective, when she was projecting the fight in the background, it stayed Mm -hmm. up when she passed out. And I thought that was interesting. I don't recall. Did she vanish when she passed out? Yes, she vanished. Like, because he went to go catch her and she went away. But the boxer people were still in the ring. Well, there must have still been enough of a connection to keep that going, even though her, like the connection between her and Ben might have been severed. I don't know. Also to do with Ben's abilities, it's a bit of an interesting one, this idea of Ben having the body of the person he's leapt into and all their skills, but at the same time having his own skills as well. But people were wondering, well, do they do it as a mind leap now? It doesn't seem to be a mind leap entirely because he still has his own ability to do everything right-handed, even though the person he's leapt into is left-handed. And that's essentially how he managed to win the fight because he was able to do something unexpected. Well, so, he didn't have the, the leapy's abilities, in quotes. Oh, yeah, they, they said that he did. He, they yeah. said that he does. Well, because he wasn't able, he didn't have, he wasn't a great boxer. He yeah, but he still has that person's strength and their agility. Well, because um, he's in the body, but he doesn't have their yeah. So he has their strength and their their agility and all that, but he doesn't have their memories or anything because yeah, he had to memorize the yeah. fight. But it appears that there's still parts of his own body involved in there well, too, because like, otherwise he wouldn't have had that preference for the right hand. Well, because you're inside to his brain. Yeah, no, it's not. No, it must, no person's handedness is completely muscular it's nothing to do with the brain oh see i've always heard it was tied to your brain no it's actually to do with um the symmetry of your um muscles and bones if you've Hmm. got a yeah like a perfectly symmetrical person would be perfectly ambidextrous i wonder if the writers knew that Hmm. because i always heard it was tied to your brain well it's not (laughs) 
Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing about that. I'm not, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so that does make me think it's not so much a mind leap as it is some sort of a merging between the two bodies where they've averaged out. Yeah. They've kind of averaged out the things that are wrong or that are disadvantageous, kind of maximize the advantage right. somehow. That's a, that's how I'm. That's how I'm head canoning it now. Anyway, uh, and I haven't seen anything that contradicts my idea yet. So, and also, Aaron pointed out when he was talking to me that usually we do like Sam's playlist and whatnot. He had pointed out that the top song for that week, October second of nineteen seventy-seven. I looked up the Billboard top song, and it was the Star Wars theme slash Cantina theme. Awesome. <laughs> For like that that two week two week period. Yeah. Well, I can talk about Star Wars actually. That would be the natural thing to talk about if uh if that had only just come out at that time. Not that it really had anything to do with the episode, but it would have just been a nice Easter egg if they passed a movie theater and it was playing yeah. playing Star Wars. But yeah, no, I, I, Which, I, 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 did you hear that George Lucas is making a sequel to Rogue One? Apparently it's gonna be called A New Hope. I've heard that. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> uh, I bet it's going to be good, but I could be wrong. But <laughs> Michelle's just <laughs> rolling her eyes out loud. <laughs> but yeah, so look, very interesting things going on with the lore of Quantum Leap. And it's... even though I don't really like contradictions, I also do understand the fact that the project has evolved over 30 years and they yeah. might be finding ways to piggyback on Sam's ideas, but to try and improve them. So well, it does make perfect sense that they would have some differences. Well, that's an interesting, now that you mentioned that, so that you want to think, talk about is that they did say that Ben and Janice overwrote the safety protocols. Yes. And that's why he was able to leap outside his timeline, yeah. which I thought was an interesting thought process they had. That it was safety protocols that maybe Sam had written in originally yeah. because we never, I mean, other than your life is a string, if you tie the ends, ball it up, blah, 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 blah. We never really got why Sam can't leap outside his own time except for that. Yeah. Well, we did also see that if he did leap outside of his lifetime, they had a lot of trouble figuring out, first of all, how to find him, and right. second, what he's there to do, because the data in Ziggy was limited to his own lifetime. Yeah, so maybe part of the safety is just the fact that they don't have an endless supply of data available. Yeah. They need to make it so that wherever he does leap, they're actually going to be able to figure out what he's there to do. Yeah. You know, I did like that, that thought that you know, Ben had overwrote the safety protocols and that's why he's able to leap outside his own life, at which we'll Ziggy, talk more about in a couple episodes. At least Ziggy has the internet now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and damn it, I'm still waiting for Deborah Pratt to come in as Ziggy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope it happens. But you see, I thought that it was going to be that Janice would be communicating with the Deborah Pratt version of Ziggy. That's what I thought she was building at the end of this episode. Her like mm -hmm. recreating original Ziggy for well, whatever I reason. Seen, I haven't seen episode eight yet, but I've seen the rest, and we haven't seen anything that contradicts that yet. So maybe you're right. Yeah, which I would like to see. Yes, but I did like that they said the original, the original episode, the first episode, they were saying that. They were still doing some work on Ziggy or something like that to kind of explain why we don't have the voice of Ziggy. So I do hope they get that, whatever that issue is fixed, i.e. negotiations with Deborah or whatever it may be, <laughs> and, and get yeah. Ziggy well, back. I, I don't really think it would be any problem with Deborah. Deborah yeah. said she's willing to do things for nothing at times. Like, yeah. like, like the voiceover at the start of the saga cell, she said she did that for nothing yeah. at the time. I mean... Obviously, you know, she's on kicking herself now, but well, maybe that is an issue then. Who knows? Because she knows that <laughs> she should be getting paid something. Well, she's doing the now, so yeah, but she's still a, an executive producer and mm -hmm. very heavily involved. And everyone who we've talked to that has been interviewed on this, our sister podcast, they've all been talking about how great Deborah has been to work with. So she's obviously there with them. Right. Uh, so I, whatever the issue is, I don't think that it's going to be anything major that they're not going to be able to get past. And on a related issue, Amazon worked something out with Deborah Pratt to get her voice on the Alexa. Yeah. 
as we get Deborah back as Ziggy and we hear her on a regular basis and provided that Quantum Leap stays on the air, yes. that would be a good opportunity for Amazon because then at least they'll know they'll have people who are going to take it up. Because as I said before, I've got my, I've got an Amazon show or Echo show, wherever it is out in the man land. And so I'm always out there talking to Ziggy and <laughs> I, I would love to give her, well, I yell at Ziggy much like Al did. And I, I would love to have Ziggy mis- misunderstanding me back as Ziggy's voice. So mm. Amazon. I do love how Siri has Ziggy's flawless sass though. <laughs> if you, if you ever want something funny to hear, ask Siri, what is zero divided by zero? I think I've done that before. But, yeah. <laughs> but, Hayden, any other thoughts on everybody likes Ben? Well, everybody does like Ben. That's the thing. And um, this is the best episode of the series so far. And in my opinion, because I have seen all eight so far of the original run before the break, uh, this is, in my opinion, the best of the eight. That's not to say the others aren't good too. Definitely well worth sticking around for. But this, it felt the most Quantum Leap-like episode of Quantum Leap so far. And there's nothing I can fault about it at all. I, I loved every second of it. And Michelle, any final thoughts on this episode of Quantum Leap? I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's my favorite episode so far. It was a fantastic episode, and I enjoyed pretty much everything about it. And there's not a lot to nitpick for once, so. Yes, uh, somebody up there likes Ben. I enjoyed this episode also. Uh, at least out of the first three, it's my favorites. I want to say it's my favorite overall because as we're going to talk about next episode, it's got something that makes it even more my favorite, but we'll give it that next time. But no, this was a great episode. Yeah, I do like the callbacks to the original uh, time that Sam leapt into the boxer. There was enough callbacks to to remind you of it. But and not only that too, but also everything with Beth as well. The fact yeah. that, they, that they are really continuing the overarching story. Yeah, I, I love seeing Beth. Again, Susan's a beautiful woman, and again, she's aged gracefully, and I, I do love the fact that... I I feel like you're doing this episode injustice right now, because you're saying, oh, I, I like this episode, but the next episode is my favorite. In reality, we haven't done the next episode What was I saying? Yet. So the first three <laughs> is my favorite. You yeah. did it in a roundabout way, but you didn't actually say it. So uh, the I first, wanted you to say it. Yeah, the first three episodes were my favorite. Okay, I'm happy now. But Hayden was talking about out of the first eight. I've seen the first yeah. seven, and, and this isn't my quite my favorite, but it, it's up there. It's a great episode. Yeah. And I say, yeah, because between the acting and the callbacks to Sam's time as a boxer and, yeah, stuff in the present with Beth showing up and just the fact that, you know, we, we do – do find out a little bit more that she did keep some of Al's old stuff or Al kept some of the old stuff from the original project quantum leap. And I do like that. We saw the hand link and that chamber, which again, according to Wikipedia is a imaging chamber, which that's why I assumed it was, but we know she's building some sort of chamber in the background and she's got it tied into uh, the hand link. You know, what bothered me Hmm. was when they showed Janice in her underground bunker with right. all her stuff her underground evil layer of evil yeah her we don't know if it's an underground layer of evil yet the there is like a like a computer towery looking thing but it had like all of the computer fans mm-hmm. and they were all lit up i was it was like oh she's building a gaming computer <laughs> like it was so generic like the prop department went like hey we need to build a machine that looks kind of techy okay well, what do we have? Oh, well, we've got these old Dell uh, glow in the glowy light LED fans from like our well, computers back in like early or late 1990s, 2000. I Let's like, use those. I like the glowing fans. Yeah. And not only, you know, Janice doesn't have an endless supply of money. Maybe that's all she could afford. Touche. It was just funny to me. I was Again, like, oh my is- gosh. The, but but someone who's not techie, who does not build computers or does not have that knowledge, would just think that they looked really cool. Someone like us was like, oh yeah, that's that's a, a computer part. That's a 
fan you know like it just i don't know it struck me funny and the second time i was like okay maybe the first time i was just being nitpicky but then when i saw it again tonight and i saw it i was like oh yeah like that still bothered not bothers me but it just kind of made me go hmm, props department could have done better <laughs> but yeah my kid she is doing this on her own funding and she uses whatever scrap she can find more than yeah but she's so. got a freaking dome the size of Mount Everest, and she blew up her all of her other stuff. So apparently, she's getting funding from somewhere. Because if you have to build something like that, she's got money coming in from somewhere. Which brings up an interesting question: Is she doing this on her own, or does she have some secret funding from somewhere? She's got to be. Or did, well, that'll be interesting to find out. Or did Al leave her some money? Or maybe he had a bank account that his wife doesn't know about. And he's been dumping money in it for all this time. And his wife doesn't know it. And she's going to find out that Al actually was giving Janice stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe Al really did have five wives he had to take care of. <laughs> maybe he sold the other three daughters to the black market. And that's why he only has one. Well, I was going to say, he doesn't have the five extra wives. So he doesn't have all that extra alimony he's having to pay, which you know, he's building quite a nice sum. So actually, I was going to say, we did find out that we've been finding out that Janice is actually really smart herself. So maybe she's created something that, that makes money. gave her some income. Yeah, that could work as well. By the way, I should point out, too, I know we've been talking a lot about the CSI Quantum Leap side of things in this episode. But also, we should point out how great the leap actually was, too. What do you mean? Like the project side of things, CSI Quantum Leap. Right. As opposed to the actual leap. Well, we talked about the leap quite a bit. Mm. Oh, I don't know. We, we haven't talked all that much about it, and we're in final thoughts. So I just wanted to point out, yeah, what was the name of the brother again? Danny, MVP yeah. of the episode. Fantastic themes coming through about PTSD and yeah. people needing to take care of themselves and seek help when they need it. Yeah, if I don't uh, forget, I'll throw some information in the, the show notes on this. Yeah, and uh, also just the fact that it was a fun a fun leap, really, and I thought it was great actually seeing, again, Ben deciding to take control of the leap, trying to figure out the way out of it when things didn't go exactly as planned. Um, so, And I do like the fact that, you know, very early on in the series we're getting this idea from Ben that, you know, even though he doesn't control the leaps, he still kind of does. You see what I mean? He's not completely left up to the devices of GTF dubs. And there's also the fact that he did have that start to have that flash of memory when he got knocked down that we briefly mentioned earlier yeah. that we don't find out about this episode, but it's slowly leading back to his memories returning to him. Yeah. And, and he's, he knows he's with somebody at this point. He doesn't know who yet, but he, he does have enough of a memory to know he has somebody waiting for him, which we, we'll talk about further in future episodes. But that was, that was an interesting little, he had just a little bit of a flash, and as he started to describe it to Addis, and he, he leaps out before he gets a chance to tell her exactly what he what he saw. So I thought that was a nice, I guess, addition to the yeah. leap. Okay. Well, I think um, unless either of you have anything else Michelle, to say about the episode, I think we've yeah. yeah we've been gushing an awful lot about it, but it's well deserved. Again, yeah, it's um, a great episode. It's it's like say, yeah. one of my top. I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna pay, pay. having seen the first seven. It's probably my second favorite. Yeah. And we'll talk more next episode why that's my favorite. But yeah. That, well, let's put it this way. I think this one holds up as well as any episode of the original series. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. yeah. It may even end up in the top 10 list of all quantum. Very nice. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But uh-huh. I guess that's going to do it for this episode. Hayden, once again, thank you very much for joining Michelle and I as we talk about Ben Song and the new Quantum Leap Project. You're welcome, and you can expect a letter, you know, 60 years in the future telling you, you know, how to get to the point in time you need to get to for the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Starbright Project. Join us monthly as we continue leaping with Sam and Al. If you like the show, I recommend buying Quantum Leap on Blu-ray. You can also watch it on the NBC website or app. The only thing on this show that Michelle and I own are our thoughts and opinions. NBC Universal own the rights to Quantum Leap, and any songs that we use are owned by their respective owners. Any clips we use, we're using good faith for the show. I know this doesn't excuse us legally, but we just want NBC to sue us. 
We're as big fans of the show and want to share that love with the world. For more podcasting goodness, check out the other shows on the Headcast Network. Head Speaks is released on the first Tuesday of the month, where I talk about comics, TV shows, movies, books, and whatever I want, but it's usually geek-related. G.I. Joe, Royal Market Headcast, is normally out the second Tuesday of the month, where a rotating batch of guest hosts and I discuss the G.I. Joe comics and cartoons from the 80s. The third Thursday brings us Task Force X, where I talk about John Ostinger's Suicide Squad and Paul Kupperberg's Checkmate comics, both from the late 80s, early 90s. Finally, the fourth Tuesdays of the month, we have the Starman Manhunter Adventure Hour, where I examine the Will Payton Starman comic and the Mark Shaw Manhunter comics, again, both from the late 80s. Then on Thursdays, I release my second batch of shows, where Michelle shows up on most of them. The first Thursday of the month, I'll be releasing the Starbright Project, a Quantum Leap podcast, where Michelle and I look at the greatest time travel show in the late 80s and early 90s. Then the second Thursday of the month, look for Retrospect of the 80s. You guessed it, Michelle and myself take a time travel trip back to the greatest decade that was, in my opinion. The third Thursday will possibly, maybe, bring another show, Voyager's Cast, where Michelle, I, and some guests look at the best time travel show from the early 80s. And finally, on the fourth Thursday of the month, I have Bravo Team, where myself and possibly some guest hosts talk about anything G.I. Joe related, not covering the main G.I. Joe show. Also, if you like what I'm doing, please check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash headcastnetwork. If you're enjoying my shows, throw a few bucks in the bin. It'd be most appreciated. But that'll do it for this episode. Join us next time to see where Sam ends up. Oh, boy. 